we're here with Stephen. So there's this phenomenon that happens in my life where every time I go to a different Potter event, especially over these first couple of years as I've been getting more ingrained, intertwined into this world, where I have that outsider syndrome, where it's like, okay, like, I feel like I'm okay here, but like, these people are really cool and everyone knows them and everyone loves them. And like, I don't know if I'm allowed to talk to them. And like, I definitely felt that way with Brandy when I first met her and Chelsea for that matter. And I 1 million percent felt that way for the longest time about our guests today until I spoke to them because, well, we're all humans and I found the moral gumption, if you will. And I'm really excited they're here. So Danny, who are we talking with today? We are here with Haley. Hi. And Michael. Hello. And look, in my defense, I think one of the first, I mean, I'm, I'm a thousand percent sure I've seen y'all before this moment. One of the more indelible memories in my head is y'all rocking out as the Weird Sisters at LeakyCon Boston, where literally you're dressed as rock stars and everyone's treating you as rock stars. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just a guy in some khaki pants. I don't really know if they're going to like me too much, but here we are. That was such a fun night. And like, that was such a hot mess explosion because that that was basically a group chat saying, oh my gosh, what if we wore the weird sister costumes? And then we all claimed a weird sister and uh, that was that was all it was. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes those are the best ones. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And literally that's how every single thing we've ever done in cosplay has turned into. It's like, oh, my God, that thing is so crazy and funny and LOL. And then it turns into a whole thing. Um, so thank you for that introduction of de- not deserved and we will sorely disappoint you. So I'm excited for that. <laughs> so why don't we start off with, um, and I know each of you will have your own stories of how you guys found Harry Potter and kind of started interacting within the fandom. I'll go first. I got into Harry Potter because, uh, <laughs> Um, I, I guess I was like a late bloomer. I didn't see the, I, my first experience into Harry Potter was the second film, Chamber of Secrets. And I remember seeing that movie like five times in theaters. Like that was like before I even saw the first movie. And I was always kind of like a, um, (laughs) like a weird kid. And I loved the scene that Foss like burst into flames. I thought that was hilarious. And then I um, was just like super into that movie. And then I ended up seeing the first movie because I was the only one out at the time. And then I read the first four books and then I was like obsessed with Harry Potter. And that's pretty much it. And I was like obsessed with Harry Potter in high school. And then I was obsessed with Harry Potter all throughout college. And then I met Michael and he was also obsessed with Harry Potter. Yeah, I guess so. As far as my kind of origin story, I guess. Um, So my grandparents got me a copy of The Sorcerer's Stone when it came out in the U.S. in um, 1998. Um, So they were kind of uh, on the scene. Um, They they traveled to England a lot. And so they were kind of aware of Harry Potter's popularity as it was getting going in the U.K. And so they got me The Sorcerer's Stone when it came out here. 
And um, the first time I read it, I really didn't like it. Um, I, I started like probably the first three or four chapters and I just, I hated the Dursleys. I just hated them. Um, it was so miserable, <laughs> like <laughs> poor Harry. Um, and so I kind of stopped reading it. And then they asked me maybe a month or two later if I had, if I was enjoying it. And I was like, no, I haven't really gotten into it. And they're like, no, you really, you really need to like go back and keep reading it. Um, so I did. And but so as soon as Hagrid showed up and as soon as all the magic started happening in the series, that's when I was really hooked. And um, I just devoured the first book. And then um, I'd like, I don't really remember like third, fourth, fifth. Uh, those are kind of, they all blur together, but I was just hooked from there. So whenever the next one came out, I knew about it. And um, so I was going, I went to a midnight release for the sixth book and the seventh book. Um, and then the midnight premieres for the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth movies. And so when I got to college, uh, UNC Charlotte, uh, I started Harry Potter club because I was like, I don't, I'm, I'm really scared of going to college and I'm really, I don't know how to make friends and I really want to find my people. And so I started a club. I looked up the rules for how to start a student organization and started a Harry Potter club. Um, it was called Potter Watch after the radio show in the, uh, seventh book. And, um, and people showed up to the meetings. I was totally flabbergasted. I was like, oh my gosh, people actually care. Uh, and so I ran that for a year and then Haley transferred to UNCC and um, joined the club and that's how we met. And then we started dating and just kind of went on from there. And it's, it's been a blast. You know, it's funny to me have a similar, I know at least Michael, we've talked very briefly kind of vaguely about this, right? We have similar bones since I grew up in North Carolina and, and, you know, Haley, you were talking about how it wasn't necessarily cool to like Harry Potter or, you know, whatever growing up and, and kind of feeling that I remember this is my attempt to try to tie together a story about North Carolina with a story about kind of fitting in growing up. Uh, so bear with me here because who knows where this is going to end. Um, but I, I, I remember growing up, I loved Harry Potter. It wasn't necessarily my defining characteristic, mind you. I had a lot of other things I, I did um, or that my mother made me do. But I remember being at governor's school one summer and there was a fundraiser that, they, that, that we did to try to raise money for, for, for the school where the art department uh, whittled, I believe would be the phrase, the term wands out of just wood across campus. And then we had a massive, that was like a manhunt that you played as kids growing up, like, like capture the flag, but death eaters versus order. And I was like, oh my goodness, these are my people. This is where I belong. Um, mind you, I didn't find a wife out of it. So I did something incorrect with all of that, but um, it is really special to find it, to, to have a club, to have a place and to be like, oh yeah, like this is, this is me and this is great. This is wonderful. That sounds super fun. I would have been all over that event. <laughs> and, and yeah, we really didn't have anything like that in high school, I would say. Um, really like Western North Carolina, you know, um, I found a couple of people and that's how I made friends was really Harry Potter was we were on, into it and into the same stuff and then just not Harry Potter, but also just different fantasy genres, Lord of the Rings and other stuff. And um 
and that was how I made friends. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to college and I, I don't know anyone. I'm like going off to the, the big city, which is <laughs> Charlotte, North Carolina, which is pretty big for me. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so that's, that's how I knew I was going to be able to meet people was this is what I'm into. So let me create a space where other people are going to be able to enjoy that too. So as y'all got to know each other through Potter Watch and through through Charlotte, how like how how do we go from two people who love Potter independently of each other um, to now this very um, oh uh, boy adjectives this this very in my mind inseparable there we go inseparable duo right where whether it's on TikTok or it's YouTube or the podcast or cosplays, like it's, it's Haley and Michael, right? Like how, how does, how does this go from like a fandom that you appreciated very much in and of your own kind of passion to something that you shared in and really like, you know, boosted and empowered each other with? That's an interesting question. Um, I would say that most of it, I don't know if it's like self-sabotage to like be a duo <laughs> because it's like, we're both very different people. Um, Michael is very, he's like very much a Ravenclaw. He's very like meticulous. He's very um, type A. He's very like by the book. He's like, he, he has like that perfectionist mentality. And then I'm, I'm not, I'm very like type B and very like, <laughs> calm down Michael like, it's, <laughs> like we we have a very um balance to our personalities um so I I think that one thing that always worked about our relationship because you know everything's completely different but I think one thing that always worked for us is that we're um we have very similar interests we're very into Harry Potter we're very into like like sci-fi and like different like fandoms that we're just we've always bonded about, um, but, uh, but our personalities are extremely different. Um, so it's like, we're able to bond on like the same interests and like, we love fashion. We love, we love, um, we, we just like go gaga over like shows that have like really beautiful costumes. And like, we can all, we've, we've always been like that, but then, um, when it comes to like social media and TikTok and like YouTube, it's like, we have a balance to what we're good at. Like Michael's really good at being on camera. And I, I, I'm like, I enjoy editing and stuff like that. I like doing stuff behind the scenes. Anyway, so yeah, I think that like, I, I think that that works for us as a, as a pair because we were able to like balance each other out really well. And I really don't have the patience for the things that Haley has patience for. Um, like, she'll, <laughs> like she'll spend <laughs> she'll spend hours, weeks, in in one case for her um, Luna uh, Slughorn Christmas party dress, years looking for the, the fabric for the projects that we're going to work on, and I just can't do that. Um, if it's not the first three results on Google, I'm bored. I'm over it. I like, I can't do it. But then at the same time, Haley also doesn't have the patience for like sending stuff through a sewing machine and care, uh, cutting things out really carefully and, um, ironing, <laughs> ironing seams open. So they look good. Um, Haley hates all that kind of tedious monotonous stuff and I love it. 
Um, so we, I, I do feel like we make a really good team that we complement each other. Um, we kind of make up for the other weaknesses and then complement each other's strengths. So um, it's, it's worked out pretty well. I'm, I think we're a pretty good team. So I want to back up just slightly because you both cosplay and create things. Is that something you guys started doing as a couple or were you individually into it? Like where was that origin there? And was Harry Potter your first or what were, how did that process happen? No, Harry Potter wasn't the first, which is like really surprising when I think about it. A first, like, like, it's like, it's interesting because yes and no, I would, I mean, if, if I, I don't consider us cosplayers until about 2015 because I didn't know that word existed until 2015. But back um, back in the day uh, when we were um, going to Harry Potter book releases and like that and, and the Hunger Games movie release, like we absolutely cosplayed, but we just didn't know it was called cosplay. But like, um, so like back, like uh, we did, um, this is like a side story, but like, Back when the Deathly Hallows book was being released, we um, were both at the exact same event in Asheville, North Carolina, and we had never met each other. We didn't know each other, but we remember seeing each other because um, I was cosplaying as the fat lady and I was wearing this like pink dress and I had like a frame, like a picture frame, like hung over me and it was like awesome. And then Michael, um, I remember seeing him because we were both entered the costume contest together and he was dressed as like the most spot on perfect Ravenclaw student, like just as a Ravenclaw student with like a tie and like a rope. And like, this is what, like 2000, 2007, seven. Okay. And like those costumes like were not readily available at that time. So I remember thinking like, wow, that guy's serious. (laughs) Yeah. You could you couldn't go to Universal Studios and buy a Ravenclaw robe. Like that no. wasn't a thing. Um I got it from Alavins.com, which was one of the very few Harry Potter websites out there that was selling Harry Potter merchandise. And um and yeah, and I remember seeing her as the fat lady, like, oh my gosh, she has a frame around her neck. That's so clever. <laughs> but we didn't <laughs> perfectly it like like it perfectly just identifies our styles too because michael's very like to the t like he was a ravenclaw student period like it it was perfect and like mine was like i found this dress at goodwill and i found this frame at goodwill and i just showed up like hey i'm the fat lady like it was you know like it was just it was very much us like to a t and our styles and what what we do today like it's very much what we were um but yeah like that like i think that was like that like I think that obviously was cosplaying we both have like theater backgrounds so we both loved costuming and stuff and then like we went to Hunger Games premieres I like cosplayed as um oh my gosh what did I do oh I was the I was the Mockingjay pin you were the Mockingjay pin you did a, a hula hoop you did a gold hula hoop and then an arrow an arrow in your teeth uh, and, and, you were... and then I like got a shirt and I glued feathers all over it it was so good like <laughs> And I was Caesar Flickerman. Um, I got blue, like blue temporary hair dye and a, a blue sparkly uh, jacket from uh, Goodwill and, um, and yeah. did that. And that was probably back in like 2012 or something. I don't know. But it's like, we didn't know that, con- we didn't know that like anime comic conventions were a thing. I, mm-hmm. I, I didn't know about them. I didn't know they existed. And then I didn't find out they existed till about like 2015 like late 2015 I was the the 
2015, the Halloween, we did like a, a Game of Thrones group. And um, that's when I found out Michael knew how to sew and it blew my mind because I was like, you just have the secret talent. And we've been together for like, at that point, like what, like five years or something. Mm-hmm. And you've mm-hmm. never told me. <laughs> 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 I was like, what, you know how to sew? And then from then, then we just like, dis- then we like discovered costume conventions. And we, our first, I would say our first official cosplays were, um, Kylo Ren and, and Ray from Star Wars because uh, it was like literally right before the movie came out um, that like that December and um, we just made them I found pieces from Goodwill Michael sewed pieces his his Kylo Ren costume was made out of burlap and cardboard because mm-hmm. we were in grad school at the time and very 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 low funds for fun time um, but yeah, so we made it work with what we had and it's fabulous. And, uh, ever since then, we just, it was just a hobby we just delved into and really, really enjoyed and really loved. So what I'm getting out of this story is that if there was a predestined quota for the number of Harry Potter meet cutes for people who grew up in North Carolina, y'all stole the spots and I missed the boat on that one. Just <laughs> oh, incredibly. Not true. I know so many Harry Potter people in North Carolina. Listen. Well, none of them grew up in Forsyth County between 2006 and 2013. <laughs> I can tell you. Um, <laughs> no, that's that's. I, I really, I appreciate kind of that very quick kind of timeline progression there, right? Because I I know that I loved this series as a constituency of one for so long, mm-hmm. um, and then when I moved to Florida in summer of 2017, I got my annual pass because I was like, the wizarding world's an hour away. I'm going to go all the time, which I did. And I got some mail, you know, in, in the mail, which, you know, novel concept. Um, And it was for this thing called celebration, Harry Potter. And I was like, well, it seems absurd to spend like $2,000 on a vacation an hour up the road for me. But sure, let's do it. And I found this whole world. And I was like, wait a minute. There are people who get together and go to conventions and they go on vacations and they do all this stuff. It was mind-blowing. Not as mind-blowing as hiding a sewing talent for five years. I don't know. Um, but mind-blowing nevertheless. No, it is mind-blowing. I 100% agree with that because I, I think that to this day, like I... I think that like wow people care about like the projects you put out on the internet like people care about that yeah so I absolutely relate to that 100% one of the things I was curious about and I'm sure that Danny will backtrack and dive a little bit deeper into any and all of these after after we get through this little bit is you know given this entire year where I think y'all have had a bit of a year right so certainly as the podcast has progressed, not a huge fan of promoting other people's podcasts on our podcast, but Hey, what the hell we're here. Hold my butter your pod. Love it. Um, as your TikToks and social media has showing off cosplays and whether it's the cosplays, the finished product, or um, I know both of y'all are really fond of showing kind of the, the process, be it all of the makeup and the hair or Michael, a lot of the, the sewing and needlework and kind of, the production like that's taken off. And certainly there was the one viral one that happened earlier this year, Michael. Um, I remember I went nuts because like 13 people showed it to me. I was like, Oh my God. Yeah, I know them. Um, 
But of course, there's also been a lot of not so great things that have happened in our community this year, um, which we don't have to necessarily rehash here. But I guess my point in, in laying all that out is to say, how do you guys view the fandom and kind of how you sit with it now, December 30th, as we record, relative to how you felt about it coming into the year? Yeah, 2020 has definitely been an adventure. Um, so, I mean, as far as how we view the fandom, I mean, I don't think that's really changed, in my opinion. Um, the fandom's incredible. Um, it's, it's brought us connection. I mean, that's that's at the end of the day. That's what matters the most. Um, like you mentioned, we we do uh, do the uh, Hold My Butter Beer podcast, and that um, that has blossomed out of a relationship with our dear friends um, Savannah and Shelby, um, who are our co-hosts for that show. And we it, we we talk about it all the time. Like we never would have. They live up in New England. Like we never would have met them if it hadn't been for just online communities um they they uh went up to mount Greylock and took pictures at where elvermorny is supposed to be and we're like these girls are our people <laughs> <laughs> because no one cares about elvermorny <laughs> no one gives a crap about elvermorny but we do we want to go to our american wizarding school and uh, these girls do. So we just started messaging them, and um, and we have friends in the in the United Kingdom we never would have met. So so connection is everything. Um, your friends that's that's what you have with you at the end of the day. Um, and so and so yeah, we had that viral video with. Um, if any listeners are wondering, our um, our 100 years of uh, Hogwarts looks videos um Haley um did the first one um she is just all stuff from our closet <laughs> it's all just uh vintage fashions that she's collected um different cosplay pieces that we've created capes and things um she did one first and then she did one with me um it took about three hours I think to make hers with all the costume changes and then probably about the same for mine and um and it really took off and um a lot of people saw it and retweeted it and it eventually got to JK Rowling. And um, so that, that was really cool um, for that to happen. Um, and then all the stuff that JK Rowling <laughs> said later in the year came out and it's, it's, so that's been really hard. Um, and I'm sure that any listeners of this show, you're probably listening to it because you're somehow related to Harry Potter um, are aware of that. So yeah, that's been, it's been hard to navigate all of that. Like, wow, this is something I love so much. And also this is, these are statements made by someone who's such in such opposition to the way I view the world. Um, so yeah, I guess here we are going into a new year and um, definitely not in the same place, but I guess we all have to grow and we all have to um, take things as they come but still it's the connections that mean the most to me anyway. Like those friendships don't, don't fade and don't die and don't go away. So that's, I think what matters the most is the people around you that you've collected. Yeah. Haley, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah. I mean, obviously I completely agree with all that. It's like, I don't, I don't want to make that situation like about us. Cause it isn't, it's what I've seen is um, J.K. Rowling's transphobic manifesto that she wrote really hurt people um, who are in a marginalized targeted community. And so um, that in itself, it's, it's like, <laughs> at the end of the day, I'm going to love someone more who's 
you know, being targeted and being, being hurt by something that even though I've respected her for many years, it's like what she said was, and, and all I can ever see is completely wrong and completely, you know, immoral. Um, but exactly what Michael says, it's like that doesn't discount all of the friends we've made, all of the passion we've shared, all the love we have for this community, all of the um, good and happy feelings we've had for Harry Potter, all the nostalgia we've had. It's like I think all those feelings are still very valid and it could be valid to anybody. And um, I still hold those feelings very true. And I still... Um, like have a lot of love for this community because um, this community, like it's like there's so many people in this community that have just been there for me this year. And so I like absolutely am so grateful for that. Yeah. I, I guess the couple things I would say, Danny, that I promise I'll turn, you know, I'll turn off my half of the podcast and you can, you can take the other half um, is, you know, Haley, to your last point there, you know, even though by, by no means, you know, listeners, don't get me wrong. I, I think the world of Haley and Michael, and I love whenever I do get to interact with them, but I don't know y'all overly well, right? Um, but you know, having said that, you know, I think one of the more impactful Instagram conversations I had this year was with Haley. It was just a brief back and forth when I was just in a not great place in Phoenix, and it was just a really sweet thing. And that's just so emblematic of what this community is and who this community is and what we do. Um, so I couldn't agree anymore. And to your to your original point about right? Not wanting to make everything that's happened across our fandom this year about, about us, right? Because certainly we are not the targets of a lot of the hatred and misinformation and just awfulness that's been perpetrated by JKR. I wholeheartedly agree. And Danny and I actually were having a really good conversation about this off mic a couple of weeks ago. I found this article uh, in, a, in a local newspaper called the Michigan Daily, and Danny can post uh, the link in the show notes by an author, M. Dietz, and I really hope I'm pronouncing your last name correctly. I'm so sorry if I'm not. Uh, but the, the name of the article is Harry Potter and the Canceled Author. And it's this person's perspective all about um, uh, going, you know, growing up and loving the series and what it meant to them and how it allowed them to connect with their, with their father and really come of age. But then now having to struggle with being one of the people directly targeted by a lot of this transphobic awfulness, bullshit, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. And then how do you divorce yourself or how do you, how do you come to terms? However you are going to come to terms, do you divorce yourself from it and, and let live and love what was like, and, and that, that wonderful juxtaposition that we're all in right now of how do we continue to engage or not engage with something that's meant so much to us. So that's all to say that, and this is something that, Y'all said in your June podcast you did on JKR, which was a great listen, um, which is whatever people decide, that's what they decide. And that's great. And we're not going to hate anyone for deciding what they decide to do with the, with this series and the fandom. Um, but I, I do encourage people to give that article, Harry Potter and the Canceled yes. Author, uh, a, a read because it was it, it was really well written. Thanks for the recommendation. I really appreciate that. With 2020 being what it is. There's been a lot of, and this is kind of a turn from what we were just talking about, creator burnout. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> who, is, who is she? <laughs> Can't relate at all. <laughs> so how has 
has that kind of affected you guys and how is there, have you been like pushing past that? Is there something you guys are doing to just by nature of seeing your Instagrams and your accounts, you are creators. So have you just, how are you processing that? Because I know a lot of people I've talked to are just like, I just don't have the energy for it. Yeah, absolutely. But I think it was interesting for us because, um, at March and April, Michael, and I guess the beginning of May, we had this like fire in us. Like it was like, we were, we were creating content. We were like, we were so inspired. We were making all these new things that like, we were just, it was like, it was awesome. It was like, wow, we have all this motivation and then come. <laughs> and then, and then I had to go back to work and then Michael had to work more from home. And, and then, and then we couldn't go to conventions and then we couldn't go see our friends and we couldn't go see our family. And it's like, it is natural. It's so natural to just not care anymore. Like about your like hobbies. I mean, I don't want to say not care, but it's like not have that fire in you to like do your hobbies. Um, so we, for, for a few months, like we just, just stopped, like kind of just kind of like, just took a back seat, just kind of took a break. Um, but then we found that it's like, it's, it's part of our mental health to do this. Um, at least I'm speaking for myself. It's like part of my mental health to keep my projects going just to, to keep my brain busy. Um, so like, uh, for like the past few months, we've like gotten back into our big builds and Michael's done a lot more smaller projects. I've done a lot of like TikToks. Um, and I think that it's, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't, I don't want to use the word forced, but it is kind of forced. It is kind of like, we, we need to do this just to like, keep our, our brains active. <laughs> <laughs> um, because it's like, we have no deadline. So that's also another thing we deal with where it's like, yeah, we're going to make it, but there's, you know, like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm never one to like, uh, say con crunch is a good thing or anything, but like when you had the con crunch, it's like you, you knew when your deadline was. <laughs> um, and that's, what, yeah. that's how we, that's how we've been going for the past five years. Um, is, is when's the next show? When's the next convention? Okay. We have to have this done by then. Um, and we want to premiere a new costume at this show. So we need to have it done by then. Um, and then everything came to a screeching halt. And it's a, a show after show after show was canceled and LeakyCon was canceled, DragonCon was canceled, all of our favorite shows. Uh, Cosplay America is in uh, North Carolina. That's one of our favorite conventions that got canceled. And we're just like, uh, okay, we got no deadlines. Okay. Um, everything that's happening in the world is terrible. And it's just like watching the news and watching the protests and watching everything that was happening. It, it's just, everything felt so heavy that yeah. it was like, wh what's the point, you know, like why bother making a Prince Philip and, a, and, and Princess Aurora dress when people are dying um, and COVID numbers are rising and all of that stuff. And so, yeah, absolutely. What Haley was saying, like for several months, we just, didn't feel like it. Um, and I think that that was really important because look kind of, I guess in hindsight, looking back on it now, 
and kind of like, you know, finding the silver lining to all this is that we, I think we've been on such a, maybe like a conveyor belt mindset for so long. This like pump it yeah. out, pump it out, pump out the content, yeah. pump out the creations, do the next thing. What's the next new thing that's coming out? What's the next new show? Got to do it before it comes out and everything slowed down that we really had to take time to look at our content creation yeah. and be like, okay, do we really want to make this? Do we really want to post about that? Is this something that really matters to us or are we just doing it for the sake of it? And kind of finding, like Haley was saying, like kind of forcing yourself back into it after the slowdown happened, I think worked for us because um, like I would just, like I made Haley a, um, like a silly, like not silly, cause it was actually looked really good. <laughs> uh, like as a pinup, like Halloween girl dress for, for Halloween. And, um, and just kind of other projects like that, that weren't like massive cosplay builds, like, like, like the ones I've been working on over the year. Um, like Philip and Aurora, if you follow us on social media, like they were supposed to be done in June. And I am just now getting to the point, like I finished basically one cosplay in 2020 and I'm about to finish another one and hopefully I'll get it done this year, but that's two. And usually our record is five or six or seven or eight or more than that. Um, but, but looking back on it now, we're kind of like, yeah, it was still a good year because we were still able to make things. We were still able to enjoy ourselves, still able to enjoy our time together, which we have more time together than we've ever had. Um, I, I work at a, as a therapist at a community college. And so I'm able to work from home. Um, Haley works kind of part-time from home. So we've never had this much time together. Um, so that's been a blessing. <clears throat> and, um, so, so yeah, as far as like kind of the, the grind, you know, like the content creation grind, um, we were able to just relax a little bit mm -hmm. and, and take time to really focus on what was really important rather than maybe just create for the sake of it. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I would say too, like, I mean, we, we kind of came to this conclusion between the two of us since we weren't like, it's like what, like what, like what is our goal with 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 social media? Like we don't have any. Like I'm a librarian. Michael's a counselor. We both have master's degree. We just do this for fun. So it's like it's, we don't really have any goals. Like it's like the only goal we have is just to like put out stuff we're passionate about. So like the Halloween dress was like a perfect example of just like this is something I probably would have not like focused on last year because I would like be trying to like show what people wanted to see because like at the end of the day for us if we post a James and Lily picture it's gonna do great because people <laughs> love people love that but like um but yeah but it's like that was for us like that was like something that is my style Michael wanted to make and like it's like that's I think we've come to that now like we've come to this happier like place of like who cares? Like, is this is for us? Like, this is, if you don't like it, then bye. But like, if you like us, then Hey, so like, yeah, we, it's, it's a happier, it's a happier place with, with that regard, I would say. So on the topic of some of your non cosplay projects, Steven has previously mentioned that a lot of times he'll get videos of you guys sent to him from his non Potter friends. This happened this year for me, my core group of friends growing up, 
and it wasn't anything Harry Potter, but they went crazy for the potato dress. (gasps) They're like, they, I have messages and they're like, you need to find that fabric because we just, one of my friends just had a little girl and they call her a potato. And they're like, you need to make her a potato dress. Oh my God, I'm going to cry. That was such a dumb idea. Like it's so <laughs> random. All it my Pennsylvania really... friends love it. They're all about the potato fabric. I love them. Tell them hugs and kisses from me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, because that was like literally all the whole reason that ever happened was because I had that that pattern of like a cute little like pinup like halter top like uh, dress. It's really cute. And then we were just at Joanne's. I like there was like a whole food section of fabrics there's like pizza and like avocados it's awesome it's so cool and then there's potatoes and I'm like oh my gosh Michael what if you made this cute little potato pinup dress he's like okay whatever and then (laughs) (laughs) whatever you say for Thanksgiving like you made the Thanksgiving dress um (laughs) who doesn't love potatoes oh my gosh it was a big hit with my friends oh my god thank you for saying that that makes my whole night (laughs) <laughs> and Steven's still wondering about food fabric. Food you know, fabric, it's a, it's a thing. I get that it's a thing. People want to, look, my, my cats at my parents' house have avocado toys now. Do the cats know what the hell an avocado is? Most likely not. But I, I get that that food, especially pizza and avocado, just makes its way onto everything. Yeah, Joanne's it's more fun crazy printed cotton it's it's like what random thing could we do with that like why does this even exist i know that's the best that's the best kind of thing though that shouldn't exist but it does and you're just like why that's my favorite thing (laughs) (laughs) and that's been a lot of fun too um like Haley is the the thrifter the vintage finder the ebay searcher um so we have a whole box of like vintage patterns vintage dress patterns um stuff from the 70s stuff from the 50s um that we just love and so you know you find some fabric you make the thing and post about it somewhere and that's been a lot of fun um i've also been made like making things for myself that i really have enjoyed um, made a couple of shirts from some printed stuff, made some off the wall <laughs> men's fashion things that just I, I enjoyed and I was inspired to do. And so that's also been nice because it's because this year hasn't been such a grind. I give myself permission to spend a week making a potato dress rather than, no, you don't have time for that. You have a show, <laughs> you have a convention in two weeks, you have to finish uh, Aurora and Philip or whoever uh, by then. So um, so that, that's been nice. And I do wanna continue to do that. Um, kind of like you don't have to premiere five cosplays, five huge massive builds um, over the year. Um, you can just make stuff you just enjoy and have fun with it. and. Um, and that, so that's been good. And I want to keep that going. No, it's definitely like a good place to be. And honestly, people just love the content. I mean, <laughs> I personally, as a sewer, like watching other people sew. I also like make notes when I see things. I'm like, I didn't know that was a thing. Like the newest thing I've learned is fabric weights. Yeah. yeah. Who knew? Like it's the most random it. thing. I hate pinning. It's the worst. So yeah, just like, awesome on it. <laughs> so like, all of a sudden I now know these, these things that, because I learned from my mom who was very old school, didn't even exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. TikTok is amazing. There's so many talented people on TikTok. Um, 
And all the time, I, I definitely have that feeling of like, no one wants to see this. Like, no one cares. No one, it's like, surely everybody knows about this stupid little sewing thing. But yeah, like Haley tells me all the time, like, make that a video. Tell, like, you're telling me about it. Make that a TikTok. <laughs> Shut up and just record yourself. Tell other people. (laughs) Tell other people, not me. (laughs) One of of the things I've fallen victim to on TikTok recently, which is happening all the time now, is on my For You page, I'll just like, I'll get videos and like, it'll be like someone riding a hag ride or someone walking through Diagon Alley. I'm like, this is a really cool video. And then I'm like, oh, wait a minute, this is Karina. Yeah, or like it'll it'll literally it'll be like oh this is like a really cool fast times cosplay oh my god wait a minute okay that's Haley like I'll I'll get so (laughs) into the video and I'll just be watching it kind of just entranced and then by the end I'm like wait a minute no 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 I already follow them I know these people Uh, which is like a whole different level of bizarre than like random people sending me like y'all's content. It's like when I'm watching it and I'm just so into it that I forget. It's like, oh yeah, like this isn't some random person who just came across my page. This is like somebody, it's a very bizarre feeling. And I think it says more about my inattention to detail than anything else. But um, that's been something that I've definitely like, whether it's Susan, uh, just just the sunshine state of mind or Paula, I've seen Mm -hmm. more from Paula and that knitting wheel thing she's got going on. Mm -hmm. Looks like a centrifuge. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. And that's what, that's something I would say to anyone listening right now, questioning your content is like, just make it mm-hmm. like, if you think that nobody cares, that no one's watching that, like, who would care, who would possibly care about me sitting at a table and, and showing everyone my wand collection, like mm-hmm. no one's going to watch this. And we just hit a hundred thousand views on the first video in that series. Um, never well, thought that would happen. The irony of all that one video, because Michael, um, he was downstairs and I was upstairs, and I think I must have been really hungry or something. You were but very he spent hungry. he spent like an hour and thirty minutes recording these all of his at the time it was a hundred ones, and I remember screaming like Michael. That was way too long. I thought you were just going to show the wands and then just like, let that be the. <laughs> and then so that, the irony of it is, I thought it was a terrible, I thought it was like, Michael, you know, I literally thought no one was going to watch it. And that, that sounds mean, but it probably, yeah, it was. I was hungry. I blame Hangry. But, um, but I really thought that like he just spent too long talking about all those wands. And then lo and behold, we, I, that is the most watched thing on our YouTube channel because people just, I mean, Michael's great way of talking. He just like is so engaging when he like talks about things he's passionate about and people just like, I mean, it's really fun to listen to him talk, talk It's really fun to listen to people who know a lot about something who are very passionate about it and like earnestly, like genuine about something that they love. It's very fun to hear people talk about stuff like that. So I think that's why people respond to stuff like that. And if you want a podcast where there's someone who knows next to nothing about something, but will still rant passionately about it, you come <laughs> to the right place, listeners. Welcome to Creating Magic. And I mean, that anyway. too. Make it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Just not not going to stop me. Yeah, no. I think I think anyone should should start a podcast about anything or a YouTube channel about anything that they just like have any opinion on whatsoever, because there's someone out there that's going to want to listen to it. 
And there's always someone that wants to deep dive into that thing that you think you're the only one. <laughs> absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And like, what's surprising to me is that like, um, it's like, I, I just like, you always talk, like we always talk about community and it's like, I think that's just like, it's just a way to make friends. It's just a way to meet people. Like there's no, like, there's no, there's nothing wrong with two people who have like two, just, just feeling like, like two feel good feelings about the same thing and just want to like nerd out about it. Like, I think that's what it's all about. And especially this year, not that that community isn't important any other year, but this year, the online community is kind of the people I talk to. Yeah. Absolutely we've needed this online community like it's missed like i i feel so sorry for the people who were like way back in 19 whenever the last plague was 1912 (laughs) or whatever i feel so bad for them because they didn't have any of this stuff and like us being on this zoom call right now like this wasn't possible um so yeah technology has definitely saved us these online communities has been everything so we're gonna head into some random harry potter questions there are no no right or wrong answers depending on the question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but the first question is going to be, because I usually do this in the beginning and I didn't. Can you guys give us your house and your Patronus? Oh, um, I'm a, I'm Haley. Hi, my, my name's Haley. I'm a Hufflepuff. <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> oh my gosh. My Patronus. Um, <laughs> a cat. Cause they're, they're cute and they're pretty and they're, but also very like sneaky and you don't, you can't trust them. <laughs> Why is that my Patronus? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I am in Ravenclaw and uh, Pottermore uh, said that my Patronus was a Mastiff and I reject that wholeheartedly. Um, big sloppy dog, no way. Um, so I say that my Patronus is a sea turtle um we swam with sea turtles on our honeymoon and it was the most magical experience ever so um that i say that that's my patronus starting with michael then Haley, who would you all say is your favorite styled character from the original potter series oh um i feel like i have to go straight to gilderoy lockhart because all of those robes that he was wearing i mean i love the costumes from the first two movies um for pretty much everybody, like Dumbledore's robes are so like intricate and and beautiful. Um, but yeah, I would say Gildred Lockhart. Um, yeah, that'd be my answer. Um, Gildred Lockhart, yes, and Luna Lovegood. <laughs> yeah, her star was amazing, she's, and that's she's why iconic. <laughs> that's why we've created like three fourths of her. Obsessed with her. Uh, for Haley, yeah. Yeah, she's iconic. Favorite book, favorite movie. My favorite book is Half-Blood Prince. And my favorite movie is Chamber of Secrets. Um, yeah, insane. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Boring. Yeah, I know. I really enjoyed uh, all the Tom Riddle stuff in, uh, in Half-Blood Prince. And then Chamber of Secrets is the longest and I think the most accurate to the book. So that's why it's my favorite. So definitely Chamber of Secrets. Ditto for the reasoning as well. <laughs> <laughs> Who is each of your favorite characters? Um, 
my favorite character is Luna Lovegood. <laughs> Why? Because she does her own thing. She has her own sense of style. She has a big heart and she's really good to her friends. And she, um, it's just, I just related to her a lot, especially in high school. I just loved her, everything about her. Uh, mine would be Minerva McGonagall. Um, she is amazing and uh, and a rule follower, but she'll bend the rules when it's appropriate uh, or just when it suits her. And uh, I just appreciate her for not putting up with anything. And she had so much to put up with, like with <laughs> with uh, 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 Crimes of Grindelwald changing her timeline to where she's basically been at Hogwarts for over a hundred years teaching. Like, let just let her retire. Like with Cursed Child, like, <laughs> she has been there such a long time. <laughs> like, please let her rest. She deserves it. Uh, so yeah, McGonagall is my favorite. Kelly, I'll ask you, is Severus Snape a hero or a villain? And then the follow-up to Michael, is there a redemption arc for Draco that you buy into? Oh, man. Oh, my answer is straightforward. I don't like Snape at all. <laughs> He's a creep. And the way he treated young kids as a teacher is unprofessional and... Um, indisputably this just bad <laughs> to me <laughs> he's a teacher he needs to like care for his kids <laughs> and he did not um and for draco yeah i do i do think that he has a redemption arc um i definitely see him as a young kid um every other word he says is my father thinks this my father thinks that and um just as he grew up his his hesitation to kill Dumbledore and just wanting to live up to his father, but realizing that it's not really what he wants or what he believes in. Um, I, I, you can listen to Hold My Butterbeer if you want to hear all of my opinions about <laughs> a, a Cursed Child, but I, I do, I do like the way that Draco was written in Cursed Child. Um, just kind of just complicated and, you know, fighting through his, upbringing to become a better person and so yeah i do i do think that he had a good a good arc i like his character development that's a beautiful transition into my final question which is what has been your favorite topic that y'all have discussed on hold my butterbeer <laughs> it is hard but my, i think my favorite episode topic that we've done was about transportation um, I think it's like the third episode. It was when we were trying to figure out our audio. So the audio isn't the greatest. <laughs> but that being said, um, just it was, it's just like there's, I love talking about the so many different parts of the Wizarding World, but I think the conversation we had about transportation was my favorite. Um, talking about the different methods of transportation and all that stuff. So I think that's the one that sticks out to me the most. Um, I think mine was our spells episode. Um, I think we got really deep into like how magic works and uh, how they're, um, how the words like, like Alohomora and Incendio and all that don't really matter at the end of the day. It's all about the intention behind it and how the words are kind of like a meditative state to kind of get you into the, the intention. 
like I know how this is going to work because I'm saying these words. Um, we kind of compared it to yoga poses. Like if you say downward dog or if you say um, whatever tree, um, you know, like if you practice yoga, you know what that means and you can get into that pose. So, but if it was called boat, if you, if tree was called boat, you know, the word doesn't matter. It's, it's the mentality behind it. So we got really deep in that episode and, um, and I, I enjoyed that a lot. So yeah, I would, I would say that would be my favorite so far. So I think we're going to head into creator shout outs. Oh, st- go on. Don't say it. No, I forgot to find one. I knew <laughs> we were going to say that. Oh, this is so hard because I, um, follow and interact with so many amazing people. Like, so I, I think the ones that come to the top of my head are my um, two best friends, Shelby and Savannah, AKA their Instagram is called tipsy wizards and they um, create cocktails themed to the wizarding world. And then two of my other best friends, um, Greg, the Greg who lived and Hannah, the wheezing Weasley, <laughs> the wheezing Weasley on um, Instagram. They, uh, are just two of our best friends. We cosplay together. We, um, they live in England and we just chat all the time and about Harry Potter stuff. And they're just fantastic. They have really cool accounts. They make really cool stuff. Some of my other favorite people, um, my best friends, Whitney, her Instagram is magical malady. She does really awesome cosplays. She has a really good Fleur cosplay and it's fantastic and a really good Bellatrix. And then um, one of my best friends, Kirsten, her uh, Instagram is flavored cosplay with the K. It's cosplay with the K. Um, she does like really, really awesome, like makeup tutorials and makeup looks and stuff. I was like, this is so hard because it's like, there's so many amazing people that I like follow and interact with. You'd mentioned Karina. She's fantastic. Her screen name is the magical latina and she goes to wizarding world and like does really awesome reels and really awesome makeup looks and she's really great at cooking as well and then ellie elements and magic she's also just the sweetest human being on the planet and she does really beautiful pictures i, could, I really could go on for days <laughs> i'm really good um my cousin hannah who's been on the show many times hannah w cosplay She's an excellent cosplayer and she's such a sweetheart. I'll let Michael <laughs> I'll, I'll let Michael go. <laughs> uh, sure. So yeah, I guess I can focus more on sewing stuff. So maybe this wouldn't be, but just anyone interested in cosplay, anyone interested in sewing. Um, there's a lot of great cosplay accounts out there that um, show a lot of their process. And that's something that I really try to do on my accounts um, because I, I, I get a lot of messages like, oh, I could never, like, I, I could never do this. I could never sew. And I'm like, yeah, like I said that five years ago and <laughs> here we are. Like it, it, it's, it's a skill like anything else. And you just, you learn and you fail a lot and you learn and you learn and you learn and then you can make cool stuff. Um, so some of those accounts uh, that are really great at showing that um, scenes come true, that scenes.com.true. Um, Janelle is amazing. Um, I love following her work. She creates such cool stuff. Um, Casey Renee Cosplay is um, wonderful. I love following her. She's such a sweetheart. Um, she is great at showing her process too. 
Um, my good friend Ian, um, he's not so much with the sewing, but more like prop creation. Um, he is E-Z-B-S-V-S. Um, he's made a lot of items that we've worn. Um, my eye of Agamotto for my Doctor Strange cosplay, um, he made one that opens and closes. And the film studio couldn't make that. Um, and he was able to do that. Um, the one in the movie is CGI, but his is real. Um, so love him. Socialist revolution, um, socialist underscore revolution is wonderful. Um, love following her work and she does some Harry Potter. She did a, um, like a, like 18th century Quidditch team group cosplay that were, I think it was 18th century, which were incredible. It was like a whole gown and then they had broomsticks and it was like, go off and play Quidditch in those dresses. Like y'all look incredible. Um, those are some of my favorite accounts to follow. So definitely want to give them a shout out. I'm sorry. I'm going to keep going, but I, Go but I was it. thinking, of, I was thinking of some like really good small shops that I love too. One of my favorites is RR apparel, uh, apparel. Like my friends, Carrie, our friends, Carrie and Brian, who we love dearly, they run that shop and they, um, create shirts, uh, like based on like wizarding world, like, um, like the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. It's like absolutely fantastic. And then um, we just got connected with this really awesome candle company called um, Common Room Candle Co. And they're like a new small shop and they make these like really awesome candles and they sent some to us and they were like so just so delicious, like smelled so good. And they're all like a lot of them are Wizarding World themed and stuff. So I highly recommend them. They're fabulous. The last one I wanted to say, uh, Geeky Cutesy, they're local here to us, but they um, make really cool, uh, like, nerdy-themed jewelry. They make a lot of cool Harry Potter jewelry, and it's very, like, simple, um, stamped on. Like, you can put, like, custom words and stuff like that, so they're it's really cute jewelry. It's called Geeky Cutesy. So, three different groups of shout-outs. First would be to Amy and Iana. Uh, who run Big Fat Lanyards, the Big Fat Live Sales together. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's um, Amy has her own pin shop with her wings wares, and Iana is uh, at Nerd Pinsta. They hosted a Boxing Day uh, live sale that lasted, I want to say, nine-ish hours. It lasted long enough to where I was on it for the first four hours, during which I got a Peloton ride in, and I did dishes and I did laundry. I left the live sale to hang out with friends and watch Soul for two hours. And then I came back and they were still doing the live sale. They're so much fun. They bring so much joy and happiness into my life. They take a lot of my money, but that's fine. That's that's, that's fine. Um, the second group, shout out grouping goes to my big fat lanyard support group which is uh, Heather H. Bellinson, uh, JM at JM Wieners Loves Pins, and Jessica JNH Little, Katie Beth at Katie X Beth, and Amanda at Magic Under the Stairs. Listeners will recognize uh, Magic Under the Stairs having been on the podcast before. They're just an incredible group of people who really just make. Oh, them. yeah. Yeah. Like they are. A, they really are. Like we have a, we have a group thread where we just, we, we talk pins and, nonsense all day long and it's another place that enables me to spend more money than I should but it's an incredible group of people nevertheless mm -hmm. and then finally my last shout out Danny goes to Stina who is the incredible uh, shop owner at Laser Brain Patchco um, who just 
like mothered me through the past week and a half as I prepared to launch, launched, and then dealt with the aftermath of launching my first ever merch for the pin pod. Um, she was just so incredibly helpful and in telling me to calm the fuck down. So um, I couldn't be more grateful for her and, and she knows that, but I, I felt the need to reiterate it here anyway. So those are, those are my three groupings of shout outs. Danny, what about you? I only have one because we have a wow. lot. So weak. Showing up strong here. Uh, Glow's fave things. I'm just enjoying her fun holiday content and she's just posting a lot of cute little photos lately. So before we finish up, how about you guys share your socials and where people can find you on all the things? Well, my my socials are Hobbit Party on Instagram and TikTok. And um, together we have a, a YouTube channel that's just called Michael and Haley. And my Instagram is the Wizard Taylor, all one word. And uh, that's where I'm most active. And then I also have a TikTok account for the, it's also called the Wizard Taylor. So pretty much find me anywhere through the Wizard Taylor. Right. And then we can also find your podcast where? Yes, that would be Hold My Butterbeer Pod. Uh, that's all one word on Instagram and Facebook. And then we are on Anchor. So that's anchor.fm slash holdmybutterbeer. Um, you can call and leave us a voicemail if you want to. So and make that onto the show. Uh, so we love that. And uh, yeah, that's where you can find all about the podcast. You can download it pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts. Danny, we got to get on that. I, we also, we got to get on that whole voicemail thing. I mean, look, it's predominantly going to be like Paula or like my cousin every time because it's like our only listeners, but whatever. Um, but the other thing we got to do is we got to get TikTok famous because the two of them combined have damn near about 200,000 followers on TikTok. And in both of their bios, it says subscribe to our HP podcast and it's a link. And that is just such smart social marketing. I Look, Danny, I'll go topless if I have to, to get us famous on TikTok. I think it's going to help. I'm not sure what we got to do, but I can't dance. I don't think you can either. So we got to figure something out for TikTok. You can do it. Just mm. put clips. Just put clips of your episodes on TikTok, and then be like, "Did you know?" And then that's how all TikTok start. <laughs> Did you know? And, and then, then make it like, in seven parts. Yeah, yeah. And then be like, just put a random fact from one of your episodes, and then be like, find out more at. And then that's how you do it. That's how TikTok works. Thank you guys for coming on. We really appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks for having us. This was fun. Thank We're, you so much. We really it. appreciate it. Yeah.